Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker All right, episode 240 or 239, I can't remember. I think it's 239. Anyway, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is JC. We are now ready, JC, as you like to say, to survive. I'm a survivor. I'm a forgiver. Because Survivor Series is this weekend, and it's this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And he shanks it. Yeah, whatever. So, like, you know, I know we've talked about a lot about Survivor Series the last couple weeks because you're not really excited for it. I tend to enjoy it. But I will say in terms of the lead-up for the five-on-five matches, I don't think they've done a good job because they've made me less and less interested in those matches every week. But they are making me more and more interested in some of the other matches. But we'll cover that as we go, Nestlemania. Um, We're actually, you know, normally, like, we start with the shine, which we will get there. Unless there's a pay-per-view, then we'll start with the pay-per-view. Well... This week, we're going to start with the Zelina Vega news because this has been a hot button. I don't know if that's a good sounder for hot button, but ah, burn my hand. Uh, Bacon. Hot button topic uh, in the world, on the internet, in our chat. So uh, Zelina Vega, if you don't know, was released from WWE. Um, From what I've read and understood, um, the reports are that she was told um, either you delete your Twitch or you keep your Twitch and lose your job. She chose to keep her Twitch, so she lost her job. And there's lots of people coming from both sides of it because there's a million different things going on here. Obviously, a lot of what we're going to do right now is we're going to try not to speculate too much, but you have to kind of speculate because we don't know the facts. But Nestlemania, what are your overall thoughts on that? So here's the other thing that uh, that came to mind when you were talking. It just peeked in my head. She sent out a tweet saying that she supports unionization, which regardless of how you read into it, it is what it is. Like, it, it, I'm not here to tell you that it's right or wrong. I'm just here to tell you that that was something that was said in the ball. I think we all in the ballpark unionization for employees in anywhere because it's good for the employees, but obviously the businesses don't like it because it's not good for the businesses. So, right. So this is this is the part that I was trying to figure out in my head. Right. So the unionization thing really rang true to me. I mean, the Twitch thing is a big deal because you know if you read what you, if you if you listen to what you read, you think to yourself, okay, it's apparent, apparent, uh, apparently that. Zelina Vega was supposedly making the same amount of money, if not more, on Twitch. Now, I don't know that. I don't know Twitch as a, as a platform as well as other people do. Uh, I assume because of her vast celebrity and uh, obvious good looks that she could probably get a lot of people interested in, in video gaming. I mean, people that are video gaming in general, there's a lot of things that she's doing. She has a lot of guests on the show, apparently, or streams. She's obviously hooking up with Paige on that stream, which she has a giant following as well. Um, so... You know, I can see how that could be a big deal. Now, 
What I have a big problem with in general, and I think it's going to be a problem going forward, is the WWE having contracts and stating that they're independent contractors, but they have, you know, they're told what to wear, what to look like, what they can and cannot be doing. And it's getting to that point for me where I'm uncomfortable because I feel like we haven't had... Nobody's had that conversation about unionization or the Twitch or what you can't do with the cameo yet because it's all new, right? So I'm curious how you feel about it, JC, because we've both been independent contractors. We've both been employees for big corporations. And I think that it's important for people to realize at home, you can want unionization, which is great. However, it's going to affect, you know, certain people, not Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is going to make money regardless. It's going to kill less, you know, probably the top tier talent's going to have to take a pay cut. A lot of people might be losing their jobs because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to cut the legs off of other people. Vince McMahon, the higher ups aren't going to worry about it. They're going to, they're going to have to deal with a lot of other stuff. So that's what I'm worried about going forward is you're opening up Pandora's box here, which is again, a conversation we should be having, but I'm curious how you feel about it as well. So the, the tough thing with this is there are so many different factors that come into this. Obviously, like I think, Pretty much all of us agree the, with the, like a base argument that them being set up as independent contractors, it's shitty for them just in general because there are a lot of things you don't get as a full-time contractor. But in their contracts as independent contractors, they're kind of set up like they're full-time in terms of restrictions. Yes. So it's very difficult. But like one parallel I kind of make, and it's, it's obviously a little different because it's only like a you sign up for that particular role, but... I think a lot of the times when you look at a WWE wrestler or any sort of wrestler, because AEW, same thing, they're independent contractors, they're not full-time, sure. um, is that they're kind of like an actor in a movie, whereas like, you're playing a role. So yes, they're going to have control over what you do, how you look like, hey, you need to grow out a beard for this role. Hey, you need to lose some weight for this role. Hey, you have to wear this outfit for this role. And Because that's essentially what WWE wrestlers are. Yes, they're athletes. Yes, they're different things. But their brand is owned by the company, and they're playing a character for that brand. Sure. So that's what makes it tough, especially like the Twitch thing. The fact that they got away with what they were doing for so long is incredible because having using your name, like Paige using the name Paige, she is making all the money off of the character that WWE owns as opposed to now she's changed it to Soraya, which is her real name. Same thing with Zelina Vega. Sure. Zelina Vega was using her name Zelina Vega. So she's making money where it's the brand owned by WWE. So that's why WWE came in and realized like, hey, we could be making a lot of money here. We're not losing money by having them do this but we're losing an opportunity to make money. And in a time right now where, you know, they had to get rid of house shows and ticket sales for live events like don't exist and they had to like cut some staff. It's like, we need all the income we can get to continue to produce what we want to produce. So they looked at this as like, this, this looks like a cash cow. And they've seen other things. Obviously they were way behind on the YouTube train. Zack Ryder single-handedly got them involved on that. They eventually took that over, whatever. So I think this is just a lot like that. Does it suck for someone like Zelina Vega who doesn't make one of those higher contracts as opposed to an AJ Styles? Yes. Uh, but this is just like the natural toll of business is these superstars were out in front of a money-making opportunity of something that dubbed a big business. Because as you know, if you work for a corporation, you understand corporations, it takes them a lot longer to catch up to the hot trends because there's so many th meetings and layers of management they have to go through. So WWE, to figure these things out, it takes them a long time. But now that they've figured it out, they're trying to get it, and it does. It's a shitty situation for Zelina. It's very unfortunate. Um, I'm thrilled that she's able to make just as much, if not more, money doing it. Good for her. I wish her all the best of luck. It sucks that I won't see her in WWE anymore because I'm a big fan of Zelina Vega. But 
this is just the natural toll of the way business works. It sucks, but it's tough. And the other big thing, I know I'm getting kind of long here, but the other point I want to make is that for these superstars, since they're independent contractors, every single contract is so unique. That's why a lot of negotiations take longer is because these superstars have to negotiate for every little perk along the way and different things. So just because one person's contract is one way doesn't mean it's like that for the next person. And here's something else that I'm curious how you feel about this, because this, this percolated in my brain as I was driving in today. I was listening to 83 Weeks, and you know they were talking about this exact topic, and it, it made me think that we needed to discuss it from our own perspective, because you and I have been independent contractors, and a very similar thing had happened to us. I won't name specifics, but I will say something similar has happened to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of us was a little bit more professional, if you can believe that. The other <laughs> one was not. Uh, you can decide who you think that may or may not be, folks. Uh, but I will say, uh, in the short form, you have to thank your boy for getting this paid sick days that you probably weren't getting. You changed the narrative in that company. You yes. Did. You, yes. Because, and that's because I believed, as I just spoiled the entire topic, I believed <laughs> that, they, that that company wasn't doing their due diligence, called them out on the carpet. Yeah, it might have cost me something much bigger. Um, but, uh, I, you know, and that's the kind of thing that you have to think about going forward. And I think from, uh, from our perspective, we have, we have that perspective because when I heard what you were describing, laying out what you were talking about being how everything's uber specific for certain people, all mm-hmm. I could think about was the pep boys. You know what I mean? Like as a joke, we call it me D, you know, DQ out there listening to my boy, Danny and uh, you know a couple other people, uh, know what the pep boys are. Um, but, and I, and, and that was my argument. It said employee in the acronym employee and we were not considered employees and that's what i fought for because we weren't getting the things that we deserve now translating it over to wwe here's something else to think about jc if you are considered like let's take the 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 the, uh the bubble the model of the fact that you look at zelina vega as uh if you could make zelina vega whatever i'm sorry i don't know her real name i'm i'm blanking right this instant trinidad thank you thea trinidad is not a brand yet right in this particular juncture. She's not a Jennifer Aniston. You know what I mean? That's the mm-hmm. that's the backwardsness of the professional wrestling world. The character is more important than the human being in terms of celebrity. Yes. But we may see something going on here where you're going to have to be bigger as a celebrity outside of here so that you can do different things everywhere. So the name value of what the WWE character will be, yes, is big and it's a juggernaut. But I foresee a world in which people are not going to elect to deal with that. They're going to be going out out and doing other things as themselves more often than not. And here's something else to think about. If somebody like Andrew Wang, uh, Yang, excuse me, Andrew Yang, uh, definitely, (laughs) I think he's fit take with a Yang Wang. (laughs) Excuse me. I have no sleep. Andrew Andrew Yang said something on Twitter. I guess he retweeted or said, "I, I still see Vince McMahon after the unionization tweet. So there's two trains of thought, right? Like, are we going to end up keeping the way it is? Are they going to get no. bagged by the government? Or are they going to do something, maybe maybe so, the third way, where there's something in the middle? I don't know. It'll be, I think, that there's something is absolutely going to change. And as if, if you understand how law works and how these type of things work, it's not going to happen overnight. This is going to be a long process. But, I I mean, I obviously, you can look at Maria Canales' Twitter account. And she's just She's obviously on one side. She's very angry about it. But she was absolutely right with one thing she said. Some, it is going to change, and it is going to make it more difficult for these employers because they have gotten away with this for a long time. And they're, but there will, like anything, 
business is all about compromise. So both sides have to reach for the extremes and then slowly as they negotiate, it'll come back. Something will change. And there could be litigation that comes of this. Who knows? Because like, if you really like, I'm not a big business person, but I like to read about these things every now and then just to have a more basic understanding for myself. So when I do talk about it or I'm asked about it, I can kind of understand is you can read all types of things about like business law and these types of things. Like something will change. There will be a change, whether it's forced on them or they do it themselves in a compromise. The wrestling world is going to change how they do contracts and everything. It's just not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the next day. It might not happen a year or two from now. It might take five to 10 years because that's how these things work. But in a hundred percent, this is good because it's productive because change like this is always productive as we go on. And you realize that the world is always changing us around us. So for businesses and things like this, and just like anything not to change with it is silly. So there will be some progression in terms of change with it. It's just, you got to be patient, man, because it's not something that's going to be a flip of a switch. Do you think that if we live in a world where they go, okay, fine, you're going to be a truly independent contractor, that we will live in a world where you are truly independent? Like, so like, that's, so, so, that so, will, I don't think they'll ever be, work in WWE. Because here's, These other companies, yes, but be, WWE, no. Because here's, here's the thing that I think is the Achilles heel of everything that we're talking about, right? In theory, in theory alone, if I understand what we've gone through, if you're an independent contractor... There is nobody stopping JC from going to get other jobs, right? Yes. In theory. Yes. Even even because you're an independent contractor, even jobs that are similar like what you're doing, right? So here's what my thought is. So in a, in a, in, a, in a very odd universe, you could potentially, let's say I, I'm going to use my real name just because I want to. Let's say Adam Nessel a person was hired by WWE and they made me Broman Gaines or whatever. I'm just thinking, you know, as a joke for two people. And on that show, I'm Broman Gaines. My contract's up. I'm going to go over to AEW and I'm Showman Pains or whatever. You know, like I can be something completely different, obviously, like, you know, Joe Schmo. Yeah. So technically one, you couldn't do that, I assume, based on the verbiage of what the contract is now. That, but it's going to be odd. That won't happen with WWE because they're since they are the top dog. It's just like you look at you don't see. It's tough because you don't. If you work for, I'll use the sports for example. If you work for ESPN, they're not letting you freelance at NBC. You're working under the ESPN umbrella for all those ESPNs. That's just. That's but you're an employee. You're an employee though. Yes, but even but even so, the way the contracts are set up now. You're an employee of WWE by that, just because of the verbiage of the contract is different. Yes, you are an independent contract, but you have the restriction of you can't work other places. Mm -hmm. So if this does evolve, what WWE will do is they'll make them employees because they're not going to want you working for WWE and Impact at the same time. Right. But on the other hand, we've seen AEW as a company that is willing to allow, hey, NWA, we'll trade talents. New Japan, we can uh, share some talents. Impact, Ring of Honor, like, I think all of these companies, it is beneficial for them to do it. For WWE, it is not beneficial for them to do it because the other company will be getting way more from the pull from you. Because say someone loves AJ Styles, and you allow AJ Styles to go on Impact, and now all the fans of AJ Styles are going to start watching Impact. Impact just picked up a shit ton of new fans. But there probably aren't people on Impact who... Or like that don't watch WWE, they're jumping to WWE. Know what I mean? So it doesn't make sense for WWE in the current climate. If these other companies catch up, sure. But right now, WWE is always going to be exclusive of WWE. That's why they do the contracts the way they do. That's why a lot of the upper echelon stars get paid way more 
than you even think, and they can even get more than you could think they could possibly get if they are willing to negotiate because WWE wants the full control. So you think that we're going to, I mean, I'm not putting a gun to your head at this point. I'm just asking, like, for me, the way that we're talking this conversation out, it seems as if WWE is going to be an employee model. Yes. AEW and all the others, Ring of Honor, Impact, TNA, whatever you want to say, Lucha Underground, even though that's defunct. I'm just trying to joke. But, like, all of them might be some type of unionization, togetherness, clump together, let's share talent aspect of something. I don't think it'll, so it's. I mean, Cody actually talked about this recently, which is interesting. AEW also has a ton of different contract structures, too. There are, like, the ones that you're an exclusive to AEW, but then there's some that also have contracts that allow you to float. I think that isn't really going to change for them because they're already progressing more towards that. So if, like, say you're, like, a C-plus player on AEW, you know, you're a good talent, but you don't always get all the time, you're allowed to go other places. But if you're Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega, unless if those guys really fight for it, you're going to want them to stay on your brand. So I don't think like the, yes, I think there'll be a lot more sharing opportunities there, but I also think that those companies will be like, no, we want exclusivity to this brand, to this person, to this person. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's never going to be uniform as it shouldn't be because everything is different. It's going to depend, but it's very, very complicated. It's more than meets the eye. So it's tough to have an extreme reaction on either side. Um, but for me, what I do is I, I feel for Zelina. I'm glad that she made the decision she felt was right for her. But at the same time, I understand how this business works and that this is inevitable. And as much as it sucks, it's the way of the world, man. And it it happens in every industry. It just, we obviously are a lot closer to the wrestlers. So we're seeing it unfold before our eyes. All right, let's get into the regular part of the show. Let's do this. Uh, Let's get into the super shine this week. Ah. You know know what the super shine is, right? Mandy and Dana not being in the Survivor Series. No, that's super heat bullshit, but Mandy's always in the shine, so we'll just mention that there. But the best thing of the week, WrestleMania, was the super hot fire Raw Tag Team Championship match where the New Day defended against Cedric and Shelton. These are four of my favorite guys to watch wrestle, period. This involves one of my favorite things in the Hurt Business. They had a ton of time. There were so many points that they into this match. We're like, oh my God, the Hurt Business is going to win. It was well put together. The athleticism was on display. I look forward to more of these matches in the future. I do think the right team won. I know a lot of people really wanted the Hurt Business. I want the Hurt Business to win eventually. But I really, really, really want that New Day Street Profits match, and I'm getting it. So for me, A-plus segment, WrestleMania. For the A people, to the motherfucking plus. For the people that say that the Hurt Business need to be champions right now, and I think I was one of them, I, when I was watching that match, I was like, I was dead wrong. That match was so good. It was great. It was probably the best match of the week, honestly. And 100%. I, and I think that if you haven't gone back and watched it, if you haven't watched Raw or SmackDown or NXT or whatever this week, just go back and watch that tag match. I think it's maybe two or three seggers long. It's, it's you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's what, three segments? It's, it was a long, long, and, you know, I, you know, I have to be me. So, you know, Poor Shelton botched the promo and then botched a, a move at the at the end there. But again, still an amazing segment uh, at the beginning, end, and middle, all the way through. Um, it made you. It made me. The one thing, and this is again because I'm me. It made me go, man. Did Kofi forget his kick pads? Because it was just so odd looking. I'd never seen him with. <laughs> and I, and again, I, you're gonna make me say I'm a cankle or uh, sorry, an ankle shamer. But like, I was sitting there going, this doesn't look right. Like this doesn't look right to me it's like he it's like he was in catering talking to somebody and was like oh crap my segment's up next and didn't have time to go put his kick pads on that's what it looked like to me but anyway way off the fucking topic uh great match i'm excited to see what happens going forward i think the here's my issue with everybody saying you know oh the hurt business should have won by now 
they haven't really been a tag team, right? So like, exactly. How do you build them how do you up do that? first? Build them up first. So and the new day is just look. If the new day is the ultimate like it break glass in case of emergency, like they're they're one of the best for a reason. Like Kofi and Xavier are so good together. They're like across the board. They are just like max talent in terms of a tag team. So having them champions isn't a bad thing. And them and the Street Profits have never fought. I see that match as a passing of the torch, as we'll get to in our predictions. But it's just like the way I look at this is like the Hurt business was competitive enough. They're clearly the biggest threat to the New Day on Raw. They're going to get more opportunities. If you give them a longer fleshed out feud, it'll probably be even better. But in the short term, we also get this like, if you're a big tag team fan like me, a dream match of New Day and Street Profits, the best of the last however many years the New Day's have been around, then the best team of this year, in my opinion, in the Street Profits, the breakout stars in the tag team division in WWE. I want to see it. So this is the best of both worlds. Shelton and Cedric will get their hands on those titles down the line. But patience is a virtue, Nestlemania. That I don't have. I know. But you agree with this one. So I do. Funny. I do. I, listen, if there's anything about fatherhood, it's that I've learned to accept things that are out of control. And honestly, my life is out of control. So when I watch wrestling, I think to myself, I don't control any of that. I'm a viewer. I'm an armchair quarterback. That's all. Doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. And I think that my opinion is correct. So, you know, just saying. It's, it is sometimes. Much like I would like to say last week on this program, I might be one for two if we talk about this. Orton losing to the Mac. I thought the presentation of the Mac, as you say, chef kiss. I, 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 the, and here's something I'm sure we'll go down the detective alley as well with the Seamus connection of giving him his Scottish heritage back in a, in a, you know, a sword that was 10 times too big, but that's fine. Uh, the Highlander sword. Uh, there can only be one. There's, I can't do that without saying Highlander. There only can be one. Anyway, I'm curious how you felt about the match. I thought it was pretty decent for a TV match. I think they went out of their way throughout the night to thread the needle. They went out of their way, which didn't bother me to make it a big deal. There was at least five or diff, five segments that I can think of off the top of the head, beginning and throughout the night, where it was talking to Randy, then talking to Mac, then talking to Randy, and yada, 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 and doing the package, and then reminding everybody what happened, and all that stuff. So... They would have a great job of it. I didn't know if the Mac was going to win. And then the fact when they did DQ, no DQ, no, no count out, I went, okay, is there a smudge happening here? And there were people on Twitter talking to me saying, oh, you know, Seamus is going to cost. And I was like, Seamus ain't going to fucking cost him. Seamus is going to help Maybe him. Maybe in like six months, but not now. So here's, here's the thing that I'm curious with about how you feel about it, because the Fiend took, you know, the Miz out, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But the other thing too that was very topical to me was the kilt, the gear, the sword. It was a special thing for a special reason. I don't think it's going to be happening going forward. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Does it make him look a little cheesy to you? No. Okay. It, like I get that, but he's a babyface. Babyfaces are always going to have some cheese just because it's awkward to be a babyface because it's hard... It's just it's hard to be that, like, what they want you to be, especially when you're, like, the face of the brand. But I do, before I start... You missed an opportunity in WrestleMania. It's the return of the Mac. <laughs> return of the Mac. Oh, return of the Mac. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, obviously, last week on this program, I said I expected Orton to retain. Then I watched SmackDown, and I'm like, okay. If they're making the effort to do the whole dog and pony show with Drew and make him such a big part of SmackDown and hype out a Drew Roman rematch, that's what we're going to get. So, I kind of decided then. I'm like, okay. McIntyre is going to win on Monday now. If he didn't, I'd be surprised because like Orton has mentioned it a few times, but there's been no build. And especially if this is going to be your main event, you need to build towards it. And they did that on Friday. And then I started watching Monday 
in that minute that Seamus whipped out that big schlawny sword, Ooh. I was like, there's no fucking way McIntyre's losing now. So, yeah, but even still, like, I enjoyed it. Like you said, it was good for a TV match. I, I'm glad they gave them plenty of time. It had a big fight feel. Because like you said, they hyped it all night. But they hyped it all last week, too. Like, WWE, like, AEW does this better than they do in terms of hyping their TV matches every week. Most weeks, but if they have a big one, and really getting you excited for it. NXT does a good job, too. But WWE doesn't always, because a lot of the times, they're last minute. This one was thought out. We got it a week in advance. They built it leading throughout the week on Twitter. They built it on SmackDown, and they built it all throughout Raw. So much like the Sasha Bailey match on SmackDown from last week, it had the big fight feel. So I really like that. McIntyre won. Um, a lot of people, it seemed like most people were in favor of him getting the strap back. I'm okay with it, too. I don't have an issue with it um, because I think it made sense. I think it would have been a lot more effective if McIntyre would have dropped the title to Orton at SummerSlam, like we originally thought when Orton was red hot, and that would have given us even more time to rebuild the super-powered Mac. Given the short time, however it's been, like a month, I think they did a great job of building him back up as the babyface that we want in the chase, but I think it could have been even better if they did it earlier. That's really my only gripe, but besides that, I agree with all of it. Okay. That's fine. I have a. We'll talk about more in our predictions. What's going to happen on uh, Sunday? I, you know, Survivor Series. I am a survivor. I'm not going to give up. But uh, if I can, if I can get my way out of the closet, uh, the uh, the uh, predictions closet, so to speak, and climb my way up to be dethrone Ray, I guess is is, is where I'm headed. But we'll see. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen because I'm going to win. But uh, you mentioned it. One of my besides the the freaking tag match. I love love loved everything with Bray Wyatt and The Miz this week. I mean, that opening segment was like, whatever, but I thought The Miz and Morrison shined in it. Morrison is like the dumb fucking sidekick. Is just like that perfect little bit of extra flavor on The Miz that I'm digging right now, him in the suit. But this match between Bray Wyatt and The Miz, I watched it twice. I enjoyed it so much. Because you talk about Gaga. Like, Alexa Bliss is perfection as the sidekick right now she is executing to a degree and the little things in this match with like morrison and her trying to get involved in morrison's reactions and then like her tackling morrison out and just like even on like the ramp when they're doing their funny thing and mrs facial reactions in the rain like he's like disturbed and scared at the same time it's just like everything about this is selling so well for me i know we had like the quick little ms bray wyatt feud on smackdown a few months ago when ms kind of turned and face face to heel again but like i'm ready for more of this even though this this could have been the culmination but i am enjoying everything about bray and alexa right now i am enjoying everything about Miz and morrison right now and putting them together this was such good television like we're very critical of raw between this and the tag match this was one of the episodes of raw i've enjoyed it in a while you know yeah, I absolutely episode this much absolutely and the other thing too is her flying through the air and them going over the barricade i i was sitting there going there's no fucking way that, and then all of a sudden you just see it like, he wasn't even prepared for it, and obviously it was probably a crash mat or something. But then she got up, and he didn't. And in my head, I'm like, logically, that makes no sense, but I'm in. I don't really care. And then, like, the ending was great with, like, the Miz closed line, and then Bray just kind of held and looked at him, and then put him in the Sister Abigail was all over. And then they did the Fiend thing. So here's the thing. I truly believe this was it for them for now. I don't think there's more to it. I really don't. I think that the other two, the other two people have to break away from each other to do other things, and I'll get to that in the predictions. However, I did enjoy the Firefly Funhouse. There wasn't really much of a detectiveness to it, except that it made me giggle with the, you know. It the, was fun. It was fun. And there there yeah. are some, as our boy Dom and I talk about a lot of times, if Dom and I are going to work on something, I think, about going further into the detective mode of what the Firefly Funhouse really is. But 
there are times sometimes where they're just fun. And this one was just fun with the agility drills and the spelling bee. How do you spell jerk? You know, whatever it was. Was it jack? No, jackass. M-I-Z. Which I, I, ch- I cackled at. It was at. so good. I, I knew it was at. coming yeah. and I still laughed my ass. Yeah. And then like, you know, just little things here and there with like Alexa Bliss is not overshadowing because Bray Wyatt just eats up scenery anyway. She's but, that perfect yeah. sidekick. She's it's just like, they are a match made in heaven. Like I remember the first week I didn't, I thought it was a little awkward. But, like, by week two, it was like they'd been together forever. And it does, like, it's there's so much of, like, that duo thing. I always go back to Joker and Harley Quinn because I think that, like, that, it just, like, it meshes so well, but it's different in its own way. And they put their own unique spin on it by not, like, destroying the characters they have. Like, having Nikki involved with, like, Alexa being, it's just, like, everything about this is an absolute home run. It made me a little odd. Like, it was very odd because I've never really felt uncomfortable with the Firefly Funhouse theme. But then when Nikki was out there and then she got slapped in the face and then the thing happened and he kind of just like stared at her for a second. I'm like, oh my so God, good. is he going to run full? Like he's, he does that like full speed, like throwing his body in a cross body thing. I thought for a split second, I'm like, he's going to train wreck into to Nikki Cross, get up and go, oh joy, you know, whatever. And it made me feel very uncomfortable, which again, most of the time we've talked on this program, uncomfortable equals cash. Um, so I am... All in on this. I think it's going to be great. I, you know, I think Raw's where the fiend needs to be in general. Uh, the Miz clearly being USA's pet project for all the things he does clearly needs to be on. And I think everybody's hitting their stride right now, which is great because after December, we're in that we're in that season, baby. And I think that's dun, where we're headed. Dun, 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 so dun, dun, get excited, dun, dun, dun. get excited for it. It's coming. Uh, but I, I listen, there's so much about it that I enjoyed and there's a, uh, it's funny cause we talk about how much stuff we hate about on wrestling and stuff like that. But this week I thought they did a great job throughout. Yeah. The big themes hit and like you kind of hit on it there. Like something I think we brought up last week is this is the most excited about a world title picture that I've been in a long time because there's so many moving parts and there's different contenders. WWE has still become the one-on-one thing, but that's another thing that I think AEW, like they don't always execute it well. But you always feel like there's more than one contender for the, the titles, which I think is important in wrestling because it, there always needs to be extenuating factors. And right now, Raw, knocking out of the park. I want to go over to SmackDown very quickly because it is a jobber alert, but I did I did cackle and I laughed very hard at this because, again, our boy Sami Zayn is doing God's work, in my opinion, on SmackDown. His sabotage promo was good. And then here's the kicker. the I, I usually hate countouts, disqualifications, all that stuff. Hate it. But the fact that he used the ring apron to tie Apollo, jobber alert, Apollo, uh, as his stupid song Apollo! goes. Apollo! Yeah, thank you. You're in. A, you're more, you got echo. It's better for you. But he tied him up in the fucking apron, and I was like, that's beautiful. Like, I, I, when I haven't seen something or haven't seen it for a while, I always mark out for that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Sami Zayn's probably going to eat his maker, uh, you know. I'm not meat. I mean, literally get eaten by Bobby Lashley uh, at Survivor Series. But goddamn, I'm telling you, there there is an ounce. There is an ounce. I'm thinking to myself, Sami Zayn may not win by a logical standpoint, but he could use a DQ. He could use it a count out again. He could be the mass. He could be the count of count outs. You never know. Did you did you see their re- their back and forth on Twitter? No. Lashley and Zayn. It was so fucking good. Zayn like reached out. He's like, Hey, Bobby. Look at man, we could do the pissing match about like, you know, me and me making fun of your sisters again and all this stuff and you could beat me up. Or we could just be civil and be like, yeah, you know, let's go, let's go. And like Bobby like came back with like an insult. So Zane comes back and it's just like they traded a bunch of stuff. It's a good thread. Definitely check it out. I don't know if I retweeted it. I should have at least part of it because 
it's just so entertaining. Like, I don't know if Lashley runs his own account or if he has like Cedric sit next to him and have someone hip like help him out, but <laughs> it works. Like him and Sammy's back and forth. It was good for a match that should be a throwaway. I'm excited for it because I think it's just like it's the big like wild card match where yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. It could be a squash or it just could have a lot of gaga. Either way, we win. Yeah. All right. What else did you enjoy? Um, the other thing I enjoyed was I think we have to bring this up because it was a great match. Um, Mysterio beating Rollins, and he also used the frog splash to honor Eddie 15 years after his death, which I thought was pretty cool on the anniversary. Obviously, the help of Murphy with the turn. I saw you say on Twitter, if Murphy or someone doesn't turn on set, this match isn't worth it. Well, he did it, so it has to be worth it now. So wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Why pump the brakes on that? You're making the whiny Nestle voice, but it happened. So why do I have to be whiny if I'm correct? Because you always are whiny. So it's like it has to be the whiny Nestle because you always have qualified. You can't just enjoy that it was an amazing match. It was. It was. Exactly. But if it was an amazing match and that didn't happen, you would have hated it because it would have been like, yeah, yeah. But I will say, listen, you're on another universe. You're on another universe. You're on a planet, another planet of existence. No, listen, listen, I said I enjoyed it. So what the hell are you doing? If if I had to have that qualifier before the match. No, 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 no. Look, what you don't, we, we don't live in that plane of existence where if that had happened, then I bitched, but I never bitched because it didn't happen. You're, 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 you're literally, no, 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 no. If it was a great match and it didn't happen. Then by what oh, you tweeted, you would have had to bitch. And I don't know why you have to qualify things. That's something. No, all, all I'm saying don't is qualify it. All I'm you're saying, like, listen. <laughs> you're an ugly baby. That's what you are. I need the soundboard back. I need no. the soundboard back. So, so I can yes. get that baby's crying. Yeah, I know. Well, we need to be in the same vicinity of each other apparently for it to work. Uh, look, I'm not even. I don't. Where were we? I don't even fucking know anymore. I don't know. We talked about this good match. I, the only other note I had is that uh, there was a botch six one nine, which I thought was funny. I can't yes. do that. Besides that, I thought the match was great. <laughs> <laughs> that that six one nine was booyaka right out the window. I I, <laughs> I I I couldn't love it more. It was great. Um, the power bomb spot was botched too, but we're, we're we'll look past that. Uh, it's Mysterio. He's it's, always good for a few botches. He's a key. Yeah, I mean, when you go that fast, especially Seth, you know, exactly, he, it's just gonna happen. There's no way you can have a hundred percent. But uh, there's not a lot more that I enjoyed on SmackDown specifically. Was there anything on Raw specifically that you want to talk about? No, the only other thing I had is because I don't really think it's heat. I thought the McIntyre rain stuff was good on SmackDown, like the Uso mixed in. They had the unsanctioned match, which is stupid, but like I thought in terms of what they were doing and what they were building, I thought it was effective, so I can't put it in the heat. That's fine. I, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, we could. Yeah, we, no, because it's no. obviously it's changed since yeah. Monday, so. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Let's get heaty. <laughs> Get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV. All right. There's a lot to get through here, folks, because there's a lot of diarrhea. So, whew, sorry, that was very vivid. I, listen, I've been dealing with a lot of poop. Give me a break, will you? I can't tell you how much poop. It's just awful. Anyway, uh, so I don't know where to begin. I mean, we can start with Lana and, and all that stuff. We can start with uh, some more jobber alerts. You know when I said earlier that they've got every week, I've gotten less and less excited for Survivor Series? So, like, SmackDown doesn't even have, like, half their team filled yeah. out yet. We know Liv actually obviously got in the team for the Fatal 4-Way. But they have two more slots, which one will probably be Natalia, even though she's lost in every qualified match. So, that's just going to piss me off on Friday. But on Raw, it's just, like, I, I of course, I still enjoy people going through tables. Nia putting on, like, whatever. Like, Nia and Shayna as a duo are doing well. It's just, it's the whole, like, Mandy thing, like, you know, purposely injuring her. I don't have an issue with that because I think it, like, build Shayna up even more, especially like even Nia question. You're like, what were you thinking? And Shayna's like, ah, who cares? Like it works, but having fucking, uh, I forget her name. Reckoning, reckoning, yeah. reckoning. Reckoning. I don't know. We're just a beat up Dana. Take her out. It's just like, whatever. 
And like, I do think Lacey and Peyton are going to be a more fun fit for this team because now we have four heels and Lana. And uh, I just think Lacey's amazing interacting with anyone. So I think that'll be entertaining. But it's just like, this has been such a smosh fest that it's just like, this match is going to be the drizzling shits, I think. Which is a shame because there's a lot of people in it that I like. And maybe SmackDown will put Bailey and Carmella as the last two to kind of save it a little bit. But even still, it's just like, the Raw team is such a mess. And like, I will say, I'm rooting for Lana. They've done a great job with her. I'm excited to actually watch her special. I don't know if it's come on yet or if it's still to come. But like, I do think they've done a good job of making me actually like feel bad for her and like her. Especially now that she's got all like sheepish and like whatever. I'm like, oh my god, Lana's like a human? She's a human? I feel bad for her because she's a human. Naya and Shayna are bullies. And Lana's like a, a poor human who just is just trying her hardest and isn't good. But is still fighting back. Somehow it's worked. I never thought we'd get here. But it's just like, I don't know. It's probably at the bottom of my list of matches I'm excited for. Oh, it's definitely the bottom. There's no other way to describe it. There's just there's no other way to describe this entire dog shit. It, here's the other thing, too, is I'm looking at SmackDown thinking to myself, everybody on that team can eat a pin and be okay. Well, here's the thing. I think I, I could easily see it that Bianca Belair is like, just, this is just her. This match is going to be like they decided. Let's make Team SmackDown not have Bayley. Because we want Bianca Belair to just be the star, and she's going to be the sole survivor, and this is going to be her coming out party where we elevate, elevate her. That's honestly where I'm leaning to, because Raw is such a mess, especially lining up all the heels. Like, I could see her taking out Peyton and Lacey in two seconds. You know what I mean? But I would also love, I know you tweeted about it, I would also love to have Lana luck into being the sole survivor. Oh yeah, too. that's exactly where I wanted to go. I, I think that that's the only way that would, well... I think that it's the only vindication that we can do because if we're just doing more of the same and there's no way for the babyface to overcome, then what are we doing? Like, there's there's nothing. There's If it's the same status quo over and over again, like, here, kid, know your place, that's... It doesn't really do anything. Like, there's no, like, to me, at least, like, I know this is hard to explain, but, like, when you watch a movie, somebody starts here, by the end they change, they end up over here, right? And I know the storylines aren't necessarily the same as, as movies, but I also like to think that sometimes in a storyline or a feud that you end up kind of in that arc where you either – you're changed. You don't have to be better or worse, but you have to at least change or have an appreciation for something. I don't necessarily know if by the end of this matchup if this is going to happen. And it may not be the end. It might be a check mark. It might not be the end to what we're doing. I think it's going to be a check mark probably. I, I'm, I'm nervous because I don't care for more of this. And if I have to do eight more weeks of Lana going through a table, we've already done that. So I don't know. To me, having Lana win and gaining their respect or having – Lana be like, no, I I outlasted all of you instead of all you people that were giving me crap. I I would enjoy that way more than whatever else they're gonna conjure up. But we've talked way too long about this fucking. Stuff no, you right know now. what I want, WrestleMania? Here you go, bonus hope. I want fucking Lana to win the Raw Women's Championship. Fuck it, why not? I know I said it before when they had the match, but like, who the fuck cares, man? Let's do it. Have like a trip, like a, a fatal four way at the next pay per view. Oscar, Lana, Nia, and Shayna, and have Lana pin Shayna and Nia at the same time by mistake. And let her fucking win it. Who the fuck cares anyways? They got two women titles. We take the other one more seriously anyways because it's Sasha and Bailey. So until Charlotte comes back, whatever. Give Lana the fucking title. Why not? Yeah, look, and I'm not. Uh, it'd be entertaining because Asuka has been nowhere at this point. So There's no one for her to fight because they're all fighting. No, I know. We've already talked about that. I'm just saying it's literally it's it's not worth your time. It's just not worth it. What else isn't worth your time, WrestleMania? Oh, my God. So much. So fucking much. You ready? We'll just go fucking piss right through it. So Otis is stress eating, and uh, that's fun. Just Ziggler and and uh, Rude just 
piling on him in, in the the he's fat and eating and lost everything kind of thing. Like, ugh. And then we had the promo where Dolph Ziggler, by the way, did his business, but then lost in a jobber alert, which we don't necessarily see all the time with, with you know, Dolph Ziggler having a jobber alert. That was not terrible at all, was it? No, it was. Then afterwards, which we I, we've kind of contemplated about this last week or two weeks ago, Otis and... Chad Gable getting together. Although there's a pamphlet, which I have a very big problem with. We talked about the Shining Stars having a pamphlet. They have a pamphlet. And now Chad Gable has an American Alpha pamphlet. Unless you're going to call back to American Alpha with, you know, Jason Jordan, then what the fuck are we doing, folks? And he needs a towel. And TJ, go fuck yourself. I don't care. He needs the fucking Jeez. goddamn towel. Sorry. Wow. I'm, I'm tired. I'm cranky. I don't have an issue with the pamphlet. I, like you said, I love the towel. They're just doing it differently this time. I'm excited for more Chad Gable on my TV. That's my only thoughts from this. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Adam Pierce is all over my television. I'm not thrilled with that. It's like everywhere. I don't. Understand. His best segment was on Raw when he was holding back Alexa Bliss, and then he kind of freaked out when Bray Wyatt came out. That was the best he's ever been on TV because his reaction was priceless. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Then whatever. We've already talked about the six man. Sorry, the six woman tag. That's terrible. So here's the other thing too. We want to talk about the fact that uh, we have AJ having a fucking match against you know well the, the the raw tag team against retribution yeah it's just i i'm doing a thumbs down for you viewers who can't see me which is everyone because we're on audio but i just like we did i think we joked about this last week and here it is because I, I remember saying like who are they supposed to fight retribution and yeah here we go i mean i guess the right team won in terms of it what they're trying to do but like this is another thing like these are like five of the most like superstars are supposed to take serious on raw and it's just like i'm okay with a little bit of haha but this entire thing has become all haha and that's where it's just like okay i don't care listen the fact that retribution one we'll, we'll probably talk about that in a little bit but there's so much more to this that i just like braun with his stupid fucking gloves in his pockets backstage drives me nuts the fact you know it's funny riddle and uh keith lee don't really bother me as much sheamus does a decent enough job aj's trying but like this whole thing is definitely just chicken salad uh, sorry chicken shit and it's not gonna become chicken salad no matter what you do with it and i believe now i'm thinking to myself unless there's some crazy addition like i said last week to the smackdown team i don't think they're gonna have two weeks of the raw men's team losing you know so maybe i'm wrong I, I, maybe maybe smackdown will win again but I don't know. It, it's kind of odd. Yeah, I, I mean, who's on the team for SmackDown right now? It's Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, and... The Undertaker. No, who's the fourth one that's actually on the team? Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. Seth Rollins, yeah. that's right. So it's just like, I'm looking at it, it's like we have Murphy, Otis, or the Mysterios, or probably the contenders to be on it. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think any of them swing it enough, you know? That's why the Undertaker's going to be part of it. Fuck you. If the Undertaker's a part of it, he's winning. Yeah. Fuck you. That's why. He's literally, like, the Undertaker's been saying all week in interviews how he's actually done wrestling. So that means he's definitely going to be there on a Fucking God. I w I've finally gotten to the point now where I haven't had to watch him, like, tr attempt to, like, walk around. Not even wrestle. I'm not even going to call it wrestling. Attempt to stand up and walk. Um, that I'm starting to get back of, like, my appreciation for him. Don't fucking ruin it, dude. I don't want to have to restart, okay? Just fucking stay here's, away. Like, here, uh, you're a legend. You're amazing. I love you. But God damn it, don't come back. Here's, let me, there's no other, ways, no, no other way for me to bring this up because it's not part of the predictions. If it's celebrating the 30 years, it has to go on last, right? It depends what they do with it. 
It has to go on last. If he's going to be in the match, if this match is last and they don't have a fifth person yet, then I think it makes sense. Yeah, but and that's where I think we're I headed. Also, I, I think we're headed to McIntyre and Reigns actually main eventing the way they built it up. I don't believe so. I think that you can't have an appreciation. I was with you last week, but I flipped. I flipped, so we'll see. Here's the other thing, too, is like we always live in that, that cliffhanger mentality, and they love The Undertaker. I would not be surprised if they have something giant planned for The Undertaker for one last fucking time, and we're all going to just rear our head and discuss. That would leave such a sour taste in my mouth. After I just watched like the New Day and Street Profits have a super hot buy a match and seen all these amazing, like these very good things, and then to end it with that fucking geriatric stumbling around. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, what is boy. a farewell anyway? And so they'll do like some fucking tribute to him. They'll probably have people on stage clapping. He'll probably do his entrance. He'll probably come to the ring, put his fucking eyes back and go take a half hour to fucking come down the ramp. I don't I think kick off the show with that. How about that? That'll get people all fucking boned up. Like, oh my God, Undertaker. He's, he's pretending to do something right now, folks. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Well, I'm glad this is the heat because you're getting me heated. That's what we do in this program. Get you hot and bothered in certain ways. Anyway, there's anything else uh, that got you really upset? Because there's plenty more I can talk about. But uh, I mean, if you want to, go for it, but I'm done. Okay, well, there's not really... I'm just joking. I mean, we can talk about Mia, you know, beating up Dana. That's... Uh, we already kind of talked about it, but that's kind of a thing. Um, and also, Jeff is uh, apparently upset by a flyer, and now he's choking... Uh, oh, you, you know, here's the thing. Hey, he I grabbed be him by the beard. Wrongly persecuted me. What? He's wrongly persecuting him for fucking doing it. He didn't do it. I'd be mad too, bro. Would you grab somebody by the beard, though, and shove them up into a corner? That's a little weird. I mean, I think it was good for TV. But I like it. Think, I, I was almost laughing. I'm like, who grabs somebody by the fucking beard? You know what hey, I mean? Hey, if you have that long fucking thing on your face, then it might be the easiest thing to grab. So mm -hmm. why not? And finally, um, Angel Garza with another promo where he says he will protect women. Although I guess we're supposed to forget two months ago when he ran away from that girl from the Bachelorette or Bachelor when Retribution was in the hallway. So... You know, who's he going to protect? I don't know. But it's a whole hey, thing. Hey, we saw Charlotte tweet a uh, picture of her with a rose on the yes. beach. So there you go, Nestle. Hashtag Nestle Rose. Woo! Your Hail Mary might actually work. I'm going to laugh on that, isn't it? And it was a coincidence. But when I, I actually, like, I had that mentality when I actually listened to his promo. And it sounded 100% like he was talking about Andrade and Charlotte. So I'm, I'm on board. So, you know. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? That's, uh, there you go. You took a shot and it went in. 10%. Yep. You know, it's better than zero. Like Carlton throwing it up at halftime at the Fresh <laughs> Prince. It went in, folks. That's basically me. All right. Let's get a hopeful here. We got a, we got a lot Glorious. to talk about. Glorious. You are my only hope. Uh, would you like to go or would you like me to go? I have a long-winded hope. Do, would you like okay, to go? I'll go first then because okay. mine's going to be short. Okay. So I had a couple things this week and I forgot them all and I only wrote down one. So that's what we're going to go with. Um, watching SmackDown. Um, when I see, I, I, I'm kind of looking like what comes next, what comes next. And for Sammy, we don't really have that answer yet. There's a million directions he could go, um, with the mid card title. But one thing I was looking is like, who's someone who's lost something a lot lately. That would probably be a very good yang to Otis, to Sammy Zayn. I just gave it away. Uh. Otis, a Sammy Zayn Otis feud, I think could be a lot of fun. Cause I think Sammy Zayn could really, really, really carry it in the promo department, which is what you want. Um, I think there could be a lot of laughs. It could be a lot of fun. And I think it could be a way for Otis to get his shit back if he, you know, eventually maybe did win the Intercontinental title because I think a mid-card singles title is a lot more fitting for Otis than a world championship, at least at this point. So I think it's a feud that could be a lot of fun on SmackDown. I think Sammy could really get into his element as a sniveling little annoying shit. 
and people like want to root for Otis. Like Otis makes you want to root for him, so I think it would work perfectly. So that's pretty simple for my hope is that I want a Sami Zayn and Otis feud for the Intercontinental Championship. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. JC, do you think that that Sami Zayn would dress up in a fat suit? I mean, oh, Miss and, oh, Morrison. yeah. and Morrison did it before, didn't they? So I'm just saying. They dressed up as bacon. They did. That was great. Oh, man. That was that was one of the best, like, empty arena segments that was ever done just because of Miz and Morrison. We, we're all Kids. over the place today. We've talked about bacon. We talked about sizzle. We talked about slongy short or swords, whatever we called it. What did you call it? The slongy <laughs> short? A large slong of a sword. I don't yeah, know. Slongy, it's huge. Slong. Yeah. It is what it is. We've, we've been all over the goddamn place. All right. Here's my hope, folks. Settle in. <sighs> Story time with Nestlemania. Here we go. Lay out, JC. Take a, take a nice, deep breath. Uh, so basically, this this occurred to me in my head. I went, okay. I watched Seth Rollins and Mysterio, something that I stopped, you know, I, as I said last week in this program, made me fear, very uncomfortable the week prior. And now we have the uh, body getting the, uh, the approval of the Mysterio family. Don't fuck it up kind of thing. And I thought to myself, okay, what does WWE love, JC? Uh, Gaga? Gaga, exactly. Maybe not right now. Maybe a month from now. Let's say right around Rumble time. Maybe a little bit before the Royal Rumble. Because they're in love. WWE is going to have Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy get married. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go with me on this. Go with me on this. Because you think about it. They just got the approval. They like to sped, you know, speed this stuff up. You know, it's, they hot shot these things. But they always love a good wedding, Right. I mean, I love a good wedding. You, everybody loves a good you know, car crash. So you have the Mysterios already there. You know, Dom Dom reluctantly has to be the best man. You know, the whole thing. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, it's too perfect. Too fucking perfect, right? Now, we all know that an educated guest would imply that Seth Rollins is going to take some time off, right? So I, I, I'd like to think that next week on SmackDown, he's going to lay down for his boy, give Buddy Murphy that big, giant rocket ship in the sky kind of push. So Murphy beats Rollins. We don't see Rollins after Survivor Series. Actually, I'll even throw in a nugget here. There's a very good chance we don't even see Rollins at Survivor Series. Maybe he just gets so fed up he just quits and leaves for a little bit because he's going to have a kid. Not him. Becky, obviously. And so we have the whole marriage thing happen. We don't see Seth for a while. We're about to say I do. And then the return of the Messiah. I think that's a perfect <laughs> way, a perfect way to bring him back. I think that it would be awesome. You could even have him disguised somehow to come back. You could have the whole thing where Buddy and and uh, and Seth Rollins were in cahoots the whole time. They're already married, so now Aaliyah has to be part of the greater good. You can do so many things with this stuff. So that was that's the clean, wholesome side of the Mysterio Buddy Murphy thing we can get into that I would you know be okay talking about, not being uncomfortable with. I think that that'd be a great little because we all know that that Seth Rollins has to come back in a big way. And if I think he should go away, honestly, because he's been doing a lot of work and, and he deserves to be a dad. Um, so that's where I'm going with this. I think a wedding is happening before Rumble season. I think it's a big deal. And then Mysterio has to fight all over again with this whole fucking thing. And then it's going to have to be back in the saddle again, folks. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle better so have a hope. You just hoped for something that you've been complaining about for months. Listen, when you have a good The world of Nestle never... Listen, listen, listen. Most of you people out there are, are flipped. You people? You, yeah, 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 you. I'm still looking at you, you Mark. 
Most of you guys are flip floppers. <laughs> call me a mark. Yeah, yeah, I'm like the opposite of mark opinions. You, uh, you, you, you <laughs> I'm all like flip flop. You all flip flop. Me, I sit there and I dig in on my my opinions and I keep going. Are you so, kidding me? So, yeah, oh I, listen, my when God. a good when you a good idea more than anyone when, when a good idea happens, folks, I really have to just continue to talk the truth. So I think Adam Carey Nestle. Who's Carey? John Carey. Oh, because he flip flopped. The, the biggest flip flopper. I'll all have time. you know. I'll have you know. I've never in my life even worn flip flop sandals. That has nothing to do with you being a flip flopper, but okay. Yeah, flip flop. I don't flip flop. What are you scared to show off your feet, Brett? Do you like feet? I don't like feet, but I wear flip flops because they're comfortable. And I don't think they're out. comfortable. I don't want clammy socks on when it's hot. I out. don't like. I don't like sweaty feet. I no. don't like. Sweaty feet either. Yeah, that's why I wear flip flops. I don't like slips. I have slips up. I can't even talk right now. I'm so I don't tired. like slip socks because they make Just me slip and I slop. I'm so fucking tired. But anyway, well, you know what I need from you? Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. Mine's going to Chelsea Green. It was great to see her backstage. It was great to see her make her entrance. It was great to see her wrestle for two seconds. Then she broke her arm or her wrist. Major bummer. But nonetheless, Chelsea Green, you get my comeback. She was definitely supposed to win that match, um, but alas, could not. She spent the night in the hospital. Wish her a speedy recovery, and hopefully now that they've at least like thrown her out there, she can come back and actually have a real run. Woo, woo, ow. <laughs> How long have you been working on that one? That was pretty lame. That was all of two seconds. Anyway, my comeback <laughs> this week goes to Retribution. They finally got a big W. <laughs> I can't. I we we bury the lead so much on this program, but uh, retribution. This ain't a lead. It is a lead. It's a lead. This is like a page fifteen lead. That's a back page. Anyway, uh, retribution won, and I'm excited because we were talking about a signature win. This They're is a, a signature. Hot streak. They, they are. Two in a row. They, you got to roll the dice, baby. Play it. Play it, and that's what I'm excited for. Retribution has nothing to do for Survivor Series, but they got a big W against four or five superstars. Well, four, I guess. Superstars that are all probably going to be big deals going forward. So again. It's fun. Yeah. Slapjack uh, got a big, big, bright future on his hands. No, 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 no. You're, no, no. I, I said it wrong. I meant they got a win over four people who have big oh, futures. Oh, okay, okay. I, sorry, sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so that's what I'm saying. Retribution, uh, when you have a message and you all have a tactic and a goal going all one in on something, you get a big W. Obviously, the four dumb idiots couldn't get together and figure it out. So that's why, you know, they're not part of uh, the win column here. So my... Big comeback goes to Retribution. Thank God. Let's hope they get to a big old W going forward. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy they won. That's a good place to finish. One, two, three. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Jobberdocker.com. That's the website where you're about to hear our Survivor Series predictions. But if you want to see the entire staff's picks, including the leader in the clubhouse, Ray, you got to go to Jobberdocker.com. Also on Jobberdocker.com. You ready for this, WrestleMania on Tuesday? What comes out? Uh, Impact. On Wednesday, what comes out? Uh, AEW and NXT. On Thursday, what comes out? Uh, I believe it's NXT UK. Yeah, you kind of said it right. Yeah, we got a shit ton of content on our website, so you should have that set as your homepage so you can read it. Also, to come, uh, the PWI Best Tag Teams is coming out soon, so we'll have the Jobberknocker Top 10 of Best Tag Teams from November 2019 to November 2020. Our boy TJ has already BCS-styled on the map. I am super pumped and jacked to see that list. You should be too. But Jobberknocker.com, the number one website in the world, especially for wrestling, of course. But also we're available on iTunes. We're available on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. So like, subscribe, down, download, five stars, five flames. You know what to do. 
goes a long way. We appreciate it. Twitter at Jabberknocker, at Nestlemania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at BillyD2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at DommyFeds33, at Danny Fab with one N, Facebook Jabberknocker, Instagram Jabberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. That's a breathful. That's what it is. Yeah, so uh, we're going to get to Survivor Series. But first up, WrestleMania, you kind of mentioned it. SmackDown, Seth versus Murphy. You're picking Murphy? I'm going to go with my Murph, you know? I hope you're right. RoboCop was named Murphy. I'm going to go with Murphy. It's It's illogical. But you know what? I'm illogical. Clearly from this podcast, I need sleep. I'm going with Murphy. No sleep till Murphy. I agree with you, but we'll see. But uh, we're going to talk about the Wednesday shows quickly. Uh, NXT has a huge match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Nestlemania, does Rhea Ripley finally recapture her NXT championship? No. Is it going to be clean or is there a smudge? Give me Raquel every day, all day. That's where it's headed. Smudge. Triple threat, schmaz. By the way, takeover isn't even happening yet, right? Like, War Games is weeks away. Yeah, I don't know. So we got a while, but that's why this is on TV. So I, I'm excited. I think it'll be a good match. These two are both very good. Uh, Finn Balor, the NXT champion, actually finally returns from his injury. What are your expectations there? Well, you know, I I, I do feel as if that title might be slightly cursed. Uh, I am curious to see where they go, considering. So here's the thing. He might be out the same amount of time that Cross was out. So the way, the way that they're doing this makes no sense to me where it's like we had to make Cross give up the championship, but Finn can't defend it. Well, so here's the thing. Now, see, I think Finn I think Finn in like a month could definitely defend it. Who knows? I, like those but things can but Cross quickly. might be ready in a month, so what's the point? No, no, I think, I think Cross is ready now, so this is where I'm getting at. I don't think we're just getting a Finn return tonight. I think we're getting a Cross return tonight and setting up that match for whenever TakeOver is going to be. And that, sign me the fuck up. If that isn't a, a Finn squash, I'm going to be so pissed. As in Finn wins or Finn gets squashed? Finn gets squashed. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would like to see them actually wrestle a little bit because I think it'd be fun, especially Finn's been kind of hinting on Twitter. We haven't seen the Demon in a while. The Demon versus a dark character like Cross with Scarlet, that could be a really fun entrance, feud, everything. So... That's, that's something that has my interest perked. Maybe it doesn't happen tonight, but I think that's something that could definitely be on tap for TakeOver. But we're going to jump to AEW right now. Nestlemania, Pac returned last week. He's fighting the Blade, not the Butcher, the Blade. And it certainly appears like Pac and Kingston are going to come head-to-head because Kingston's best friend, Penta Alvedo, they're kind of his boys, but if you remember before this whole thing started, there was something called like the Danger Triangle or some shit that uh, was Pac in the Lucha Bros. So I believe it was the uh, Lucha Bermuda Triangle. That's exactly what it was called. Something like that, yeah. But uh, it seems like we're headed to a Pac Kingston feud, which on the mic could be super hot fire. Listen, I, I love Pac. Obviously, we've been big Pac guys forever. Uh, you know, maybe just. It's been eight months, so I mean, he's clearly been awesome before. He'll be awesome after. I think Eddie Kingston's kind of a schlum. I don't necessarily enjoy his wrestling ability. I think his, you know, his, he's not there to wrestle, folks. He's there to entertain. He gets you there, though. He, he gets does. you. He gets you there. You know what he is, though. You know what he is. He, he he gets you there, but he doesn't finish. You know what I mean? So that's all yeah. I'm saying. Hey, but he got he got you there. That's all that matters. Uh, next up, we have uh, the new TNT champion, Darby Allen teaming up with Cody to take on the Taz boys who, WrestleMania, we kind of talked about this before, 
Brian Cage, whatever, big meathead, whatever, whatever. But like, I'm really starting to enjoy Ricky Starks. He's my type of sniveling little shit. Um, so I'm coming around on the Taz boys. Taz with his stupid low hat and his stupid waddle. Like, fuck him, but whatever. How dare you? He has a broken neck. That's why he I waddles. know. You love Taz. Like, no, no, no. But it's just like, he wears his hat so low, I can't see his eyes. And Why do you know, want to see his like, eyes? What do you have to get? Why do you need I to see his I want to see your eyes, listen, damn it. But... Listen, you need to calm down about the eye thing. Show right? me your eyes. There are the windows to the soul. Maybe he has no soul, Josh. Who the fuck is Josh? I don't know. You called me Adam Carey Nessel earlier. I didn't say who the fuck is Adam, so there you go. But you said earlier in the program that you're going to use your full name Adam Nessel, so you told the people. Well, that was my name just... is my name is just JC. I was born that way. Baby, I was born this way. Baby, I was born this way. You know, if we could make it through one knocker where you haven't sung off key, I'd be happy. Just saying. We always talk about Gaga, so of course it's on the mind. Listen, paparazzi. That's what are your the... thoughts on this match or this? They thing. did a great job on Twitter uh, doing these virtual old school uh, promos with Tony Schiavone, and uh, they've done a great job. Uh, you know, I love it's that Skiavone. stuff. Skiavone, Shoney Bavone, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I love Skiavone. Skiavone. Uh, I love obviously. my Jericho sensei. Yeah, it's just it's great. <laughs> but uh, I've loved the old school feel of what they're doing. They're pipe. And again, you, you said this earlier. They do a great job televising or, or ramping up to get you into. Oh, I'm going to watch this week because I know what's on. I don't like the anything can happen aspect because it's not an anything can happen in WWE. It's, it's just like, we don't know a script till hour before, so whatever, it's fine. Um, but yeah, AEW does a way better job. I think the Taz boys eat a big L right here. Um, Darby, I think yeah. Darby needs to put a stamp on his win. I think this is how you do it. I think he's probably going to pin no socks uh, Starks, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it's totally... Well, yeah, but I mean, Brian Cage, like he's the in invincible fucking inflatable. You know, you can't pin him. The invincible inflatable. Yeah. It looks like someone just pumped air into him. He's fucking jacked. I can't decide now if I'm going to have the, the, the episode be called the uh, slongy sword or oh the, the inflatable. Or the, what did you the just invincible the, inflatable. The invincible inflatable. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Charlotte. No, it's just funny. It's just funny. Uh, last AEW note, there's uh, I didn't know this, but you said there's a contract signing between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. I thought this match might be safe for the next pay-per-view. I believe they're doing it the first week of December, so it's coming soon, WrestleMania. Thoughts on that? Give me Omega. I want to see a one-winged angel through a fucking table. Let's do this right now. I think Mox has done okay, but it's it's treading water in my opinion, and I think everybody's been sucking uh, off that, that Mox tit for a long two times, and uh, I think it's time to give that Kenny stuff. I'm ready for a cleaning, so yeah, sign me up. Big. I love the new entrance. Like you know, I'm an entrance guy. The grandiose entrance with like the the sweepers. Yeah, I, it's just it's so it's so good. He should be their champion now, so do it. But Nestle, it's I'm a survivor. You survived this run in the podcast. It's time to get our predictions. So we're gonna get right into it. JC versus WrestleMania. Reminder: Jobberknocker.com will have the complete list along with the staffs. We're gonna start off with Team Raw, the five on five men's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Rock consists of AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle, taking on Team SmackDown of Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and TBD. Nestlemania, who you got and who are the survivors? So I could go one of two ways here. I think that, you know, Rock can't lose twice in a week. Doesn't happen. Or if it's The Undertaker, SmackDown has to win. So for me, logic would dictate I'm going to go with Raw. Yeah, I'm taking Team Raw as well. Um, I think that the final ones are going to be Keith Lee and... Uh, Keith Lee and uh, Braun Strowman. 
You ready for this? Uh, oh, here's my fun fact. Matt Riddle pins Seth Rollins. You ready for this? Yep. I believe that Team Raw is going to pitch a shutout. Wow. That is a hot take because yes. I don't think there's any way in hell that's going to happen because I think AJ is going to get pinned first. Team Captain loses immediately. It makes way too much sense. That's what I'm thinking. So, okay. who, so, so who did you say for – sorry, you said who? Are we they... don't have to track it, but I think it Lee and Strowman. It's just more for the entertainment value. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the five-on-five Women's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw, consisting of Shania Payne, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce versus Team SmackDown of Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members that are TBD. Give me Team SmackDown. Give me Bianca Belair as the sole survivor. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going out on a limb, baby. Let's go. Well, uh, I, I'm going to give uh, it up to, I believe, Team Raw wins with Lana as the sole survivor. Because I have to stick to my narrative, folks. That's what I would I'm love that. I think both of our scenarios are great. And I think both should happen. But they can't. So one will happen and one won't, but probably neither. Champion versus champion. Non-title singles match between Bobby Lashley, the Raw United States champion, versus Sami Zayn, the SmackDown Intercontinental champion. Give me Bobby Lashley. Oh, fucking A. If it, 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 I will, I'm going to put Bobby Lashley down for both of us. But, uh, man, I am going to – this is the only match here, folks. I am going to lose my shit. I might even have to have my wife record. Actually, she'll probably fall asleep. I need to find a way to, to uh, just have a video of me just Go celebrating. Go pro, bro. Go pro. I can't even scream because my children are going to be sleeping, so I'm going to have to be like, that sounds really weird. Sorry, that wasn't exactly what I should have said. But you know what I mean. Excited. Yeah! Speaking of excited, next up is a pew, 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 super hot fire match of the week. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods take on the Street Profits of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford in a champions versus champions non-title tag team match. This is a passing of the torch for me, WrestleMania. I think this match is going to be absolutely lit. Give me the Street Profits. Wow. I love it. I'm so fucking jazzed for this. I can't tell you how jazzed I am for this match. Okay. You think that that you think this is like your your favorite match going forward for the night? I think so. I I it would another match would really because I think even if this match under delivers, it's still going to be the best match in the card. That's how good it's going to be. I think the Street Profits are going to pick up the victory as well because I feel like the New Day didn't get made fun of really. So I think you're right. Uh, you know they didn't dress up like this. You know they didn't dress up like New Day. So that's where I'm going. They need they need to get their stuff back. Hey, they got they got Friday. We got Friday. Maybe, maybe. But I still think the Street Profits, as you said, probably need to have that torch because it, it, the New Day has been carrying it for so long. This is true. Champion versus champion. Non-title singles match. Asuka, Raw Women's Champion versus The Boss, Sasha Banks, SmackDown Women's Champion. This match will probably be, it has like literally no hype because we've seen it a bunch and it just hasn't really been a thing because Sasha's actually been feeding with people where Asuka's been floating. But this could quietly be one of the best matches on the card, but I think the boss is on such a heater right now. I think it continues. Give me Sasha Banks. Yeah, I, I don't really see anything Sasha uh, losing anytime soon, and especially the only thing I could see as being a non-title match is if Carmella, or Carmella. Carmella costs her, yeah. which again, I didn't throw into my super hope that Bay Mella, if that's a thing, I'm all in, by the way. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. So, and now we finally get to the big one. The big one, the champion versus champion non-title singles match between the new Rod, Rod, God, they, they weren't weird. The WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, against the universal champion, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman. Nestlemania, I'll let you kick this one off. Who you got? You ready for this? Yep. Here's my extra special Nestle hope for you. In my win column, I'm typing this in as we speak. 
Roman Reigns and McIntyre will be a double disqualification. And makes, that makes a lot of sense. Hold on. Hold on. The Miz cashes in and beats the Mac. So here's something I was thinking about actually before we recorded. I was in, uh, or early, you know, before I went to my appointment in the shower. Um, that's often when I do my best thinking. You, you the wait, wait, wait. You, you make an appointment to be in the shower? No, no, no. no. I had a shower before my chiropractic appointment. So I shower before, so I'm clean. So when the doctor cracks me, he doesn't have to smell me. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. When he cracks me, he doesn't have to smell me. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> I bet our boy in the backcracker would appreciate that. If, uh, uh, he, oh my god, he did. Oh god, god, sorry. That that was crack and smell, not scratch and sniff, buddy. Crack and uh, smell. No, we got three. This is great. Crack and smell. Uh, so I was thinking, this match, if the Miz cashes in during the match and makes this a title match, could he theoretically win both titles at the same time? Maybe. Because this match is a non-title match, but if the Miz cashes in his contract while the match is going on. Can he win both, or does he have to say it's for this title? I was wondering, and it probably won't happen, but that's like a really greasy theory. I was like, imagine if the Miz cashed in and unified the titles. Like, out of nowhere, pinning the two biggest stars in the company right now. Like, wow, that would be cool. Won't happen. Um, I do think this will be a schmoz, but I'm trying to think. So, for Roman Reigns to lose, I think Uso would have to accidentally cost him. For Drew McIntyre to lose, there could be the Miz, there could be the Fiend, there could be Randy Orton. So there's a Reigns is the safe pick, but I'm not safe, Nestlemania. I'm never safe. So give me Drew McIntyre by itch, by sniff, by who the hell knows. Drew McIntyre's winning this match because maybe Jey Uso accidentally cost him because that's kind of Raymond kind of cost Jay in their match. So maybe, you know, maybe it's not accidental. Who knows? But give me Drew McIntyre as my official pick, man. That's a bold pick. Not necessarily mm-hmm. as bold as me. That's okay. Bold is with the hey, flavor. When, when you're in the hunt and you need a big win, sometimes you have to go off the beaten path. Listen, I smell of desperation, folks, in these predictions, so I got to swing. <laughs> I got to swing real hard because Ray is just like tiptoeing to the finish line at this point. So slow and steady may win the race, but who knows? And as long well, as no, we, have, we have until WrestleMania, bro. We got plenty of time. No, Dog I know. By yeah, then. Yeah, well, listen, I'm still down by like nine. So, you know, in this in the uh, the ALE standings, I'm not even on the board, I think, at this point. Yeah, there's not know? even enough matches on this card for you to come close. No, no. And and Ray would have to have like a, a conniption for me to even come close, I think, at this point. You'd have to forget his picks. So yeah. just don't remind him to make them. There you go. If he doesn't listen, then he won't remember. There That's it true. is. That's On true. that note, we hope you enjoy Survivor Series. We, Well, JC will probably enjoy it more than I will. So we'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery. Dun, dun, dun. What the hell was that? Lana's son, bro. No. Okay. Okay.